Come on in to Margaret McSweeney's Kitchen for Kitchen Chat, where every week you'll meet chefs, cookbook authors, foodies, gourmets, and just plain people who love to eat. And along with laughter, chat, recipes, and stories about food, you'll sometimes also hear words of inspiration, love, and hope. As Margaret always says, kitchen chat is food for the senses and food for the soul. So grab a cup of coffee, put your feet up on a comfy chair, and get ready to spend a little time with Margaret and her friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kitchen Chat. This is your host, Margaret McSweeney, and I am just so excited you're joining me in my kitchen today. We have a great, great guest, but before I introduce her, I'd just like to once again invite you into my kitchen. Come to kitchenchat.info. Leave a message. Enter the wonderful giveaways for great cookbooks and, and wonderful items, and just stop by and say hello. It's all about connecting in the kitchen. Well, listeners, today we have a wonderful treat all the way from England. We have Chef Lorraine Pascal. She has gone from couture to cuisine. She's a former model who loves cake, and I love that. She has a new book titled A Lighter Way to Bake. So I know that all of us are always looking for healthy ways and uh, I guess less heavy on the calorie, but still maintaining the taste. So I can't wait to hear from Chef Lorraine. Welcome to Kitchen Chat. Thank you. Great to be here. Oh, and I understand you are on the streets of New York, so this is going to be on, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I am on the streets of New York, so I expect sirens and whatnot. Yes, I am in New York. Oh, that's great. Well, first of all, I just have to share the side note. And listeners, many of you don't know, but um, I actually have just adopted a rescue cheagle named Wilson. And Chef Lorraine, I noticed that you also rescued a, a dog. <laughs> I did, and his name is Watson. <laughs> oh, I love that. So Watson and Wilson will have to meet one yeah. of these days. <laughs> yes, oh. Oh, well, I appreciate you uh, squeezing us into your schedule. We, I, I watched you on the Today Show. Wonderful, wonderful uh, love segment. That was great. Promoting. You. Yes, promoting <laughs> <laughs> your new book, A Lighter Way to Bake. And what, um, you know, what, I guess, was the reasoning behind bringing this wonderful new book to the market? Well, I thought that, you know, I love baking. I love all cooking. I'm very passionate about it. But the problem is sometimes when you're baking, it's so high in calories, fat, and sugar. So I just wanted to see, what can I do? Can I make a change? Can I make recipes that are much lighter than their traditional full-fat friends? And I came up with a light way to bake. So lots of flavor, lots of taste, but a lot less fat and sugar. And that's a great combination because we still want that flavor and taste, but with less fat and sugar. Now, what is um, one of the recipes that that our um, listeners could take away in terms of something that's easy to do, that they can change one thing in their cooking um, in a recipe? What would that be? Well, for me, when I'm baking um, a cake, for instance, I substitute some of the fat in the butter for yogurt, low-fat or no-fat Greek yogurt. So it still gives the taste, the flavor, and the lightness, but obviously you haven't got as much fat from the calories in there. 
And that's a great idea. So substituting Greek yogurt for the butter, um, where you still get that great flavor and it's still a lovely dairy-based product, um, but you still have the lighter thing. That is excellent. Um, Are there any other um, kind of quick and easy ideas as well for um, some of the savory dishes that you present? Well, the savory dishes often... um if it's a dish that would be normally cooked in a pan, I will put it in the oven, and that way you need a lot less oil. If you're doing some chicken, you can just put some chicken in. I have a chicken with honey, soy, and lime. Little squeeze of lime and honey into the oven and bake. And then you don't need to add any extra fat. So you still get this wonderful flavor, wonderful tasting meat. That sounds delicious. Now, I know in addition to your busy book schedule, you are host of My Kitchen Rules, and it's not quite in the U.S. yet, but it should be. What a fun show. <laughs> and, uh, it is a fantastic show, yes. <laughs> exactly. And uh, we actually got some questions, and Snow, who lives in London, um, she is a real fan. She has two of your cookbooks, and actually one of her family's favorite things is your tomato tart tatin. I don't know if I'm pronouncing oh, yes. it correctly. Yes. <laughs> and Snow, yes, and Snow adds courgette, which for the American listeners is roughly translated as zucchini, zucchini. <laughs> um, uh-huh. yes, to the recipe. But she wrote in and was just asking what your um, opinion might be of, I, I'm calling it the British chef invasion in the U.S. with Nigella and Gordon Ramsay and yourself, of course, and uh, Chef Eric Lenlard was on Kitchen Chat um, a few months ago as well. What, what do you think is uh, behind all of this this interest in British cooking? Well, we love America. Um, and um, so lots of British chefs really want to come over here and learn new things and also show the food that we cook over in the UK. Um, and it's just great to be welcomed into the state. And I just think we love America. And we've just seen it from afar on television. Just, just to be here is just amazing. <laughs> I think British food has come such a long way in the last few years. You know, British cuisine was always seen as not being so good, but now we've really made huge improvements in leaps and bounds, and we have some of the best chefs in the world in the UK, too. Yes. Yes, and yourself included. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, an, another question came in from Jennifer and Tina, who live in the Cotswolds, and they say we love Lorraine. Um, they love. They actually run a culinary tour business called Tasting England, and they said in the heart of Worcestershire. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. There is an area. <laughs> there is an area called Vale of Evesham, which is famous for asparagus. And there's even a festival and bus called Asparabus, which t- which tours the asparagus fields. And she said her American friends will be taking this trip in May, and then return to uh-huh. the, and then they'll be returning to their cooking school where they'll cook them a dish with asparagus. So she says, Lorraine, what special dish would you cook with asparagus? Well, it's, I'm, I'm from the Cotswolds, so I know that area very well. Yes. Oh, that's um, great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would do puff pastry squares and then put some cream cheese 
spread some cream cheese on them, line up the asparagus, bake them in the oven for about 15 to 20 minutes. And whilst they're baking, you can get a poached egg and pop that on top. And um, make a poached egg and then serve it on top of the tart when it's cooked. So you have this asparagus and cream cheese tart with poached egg and then rip some fresh basil over the top. Oh, that sounds delicious. Okay, Jennifer and Tina, get ready to cook. That sounds great. Um, Lynn, a listener from Chicago, wrote in, I have tried almost every cake recipe around, including studying the cake Bible, and have failed. She said the raccoons had cake every night. What is your favorite no-fail cake and frosting recipe? Um, and so you're saying she's making cake and they're not working out? It's not working out. She's having to feed it to the raccoons. To so. <laughs> the raccoons. Yeah. It sounds like either the recipe she's using is not working, but if she's used the cake bible, it should. Or also maybe her oven. Maybe there's a problem with her oven. Sometimes okay. ovens can be too hot, too cold, even though we read the dial and it says what it says. It's often worth investing in an oven thermometer. At which will say exactly what temperature your oven is at. Okay, so I'll ask her to please check the oven. Um, another thing that came up is about flowers. Flowers are so different, and what are some of your favorite flowers to bake with? Um, well, I use a plain white flour, all-purpose flour, um, but I also like to mix it up in some cakes and use wheat flour, brown flour. So then you get the nuttiness, and also it's much healthier. Okay, great to um, hear. Of course, for... Um, People who are gluten-free, I've experimented with almond flour, which works really well, too. You don't get as good as a rise in the cake, but it's still very tasty. Oh, the almond flour. That's a great idea to try. Well, Tricia from Tupelo, Mississippi, that's way down south, uh, wrote in and um, she says, well, I don't know if we can answer this question. She says, why do I gain weight at the sight of food? Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. But she's also, you know, we are living in a very gluten conscious um, time. And, and Tricia was wondering, what is your, you know, views on the gluten free? And is there a way to incorporate um, gluten-free cooking and the baking. Yeah, I mean, as I said, the almond meal or almond flour is a great substitute. Okay. So you have to be careful with some gluten-free. is just rice, rice flour and that kind of thing, and that's not that great to eat um, also. So it's just about a balance and not eating too much of, of you know, carbohydrates, I think. But, yeah, okay. some, whole, some wheat flour, some almond flour is a great substitute. Great. Now, what are some of your favorite must-have tools in the kitchen that our listeners might be interested in? That really. Um, well, I love my KitchenAid, uh, which is my food processor. I think you say. Yeah. So I have one KitchenAid, and I have a K mix as well, which is a Kenwood mixer. And um, I also have my blender and my juicer. <laughs> Sometimes I'll make um, like a beetroot juice and add the beetroot to the cake uh, to give it some some, fla- some more flavor. Oh. And I think those are my essentials. Those are my sort of things that I splashed out on and spent a bit of money on for my kitchen. Yes, and that is so interesting where you do beetroot juice and add it to your cake. So what does that do? Just with the flavor or with the texture or what does that do? Yeah, I mean... If you want to make a red velvet cake, 
obviously you don't get quite the same red as if you're using food colouring. But if you want to make sort of healthier red velvet cake, you can use beet juice. And okay. um, it's got lots more flavour from the beet, sweetness, it's healthier, and you get that red colour too. I love it. a burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> so a burgundy velvet cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. With a side of a glass of burgundy. So, <laughs> no, that's, that sounds great. Beetroot juice. Listeners, this is something fun and unique to definitely try um, and adding to your red velvet cake. I love this. And do you have any other uh, must-share recipes or ideas um, for the listeners from A Lighter Way to Bake? Well, one of my favorite recipes in A Lighter Way to Bake is a coconut shrimp. So mm. it's such an easy, easy dish to make, really, really quick. You can sort of have it on a special occasion, or just when you come home from work, and it's shrimp, coconut, on a mango salad. It's kind of a bit exotic, but it just tastes so good. Oh, that tastes fabulous. Oh, that just sounds great. And, you know, listeners, I'm going to um, make sure we have a link on the Kitchen Chat site website uh, to Lorraine Pascal's new book, A Lighter Way to Bake, and definitely follow her on Twitter. It's always so interesting, um, all the great <laughs> going on and the tweets and the treats that are are, are out there yeah. right? and and congratulations on just a successful culinary career it's so exciting and I'm just so honored that you've been on kitchen chat today Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thank you and listeners remember during your busy time take a moment and savor the day Thank you for joining us today. If you're interested in Margaret's books, A Mother's Heart Knows, Pearl Girls Encountering Grit, Experiencing Grace, and Go Back and Be Happy, please just click on the covers on the webtalkradio.net page in front of you. Margaret would love to connect with you and hear from you, so join her on Twitter, Facebook, her blog, or click on this website to leave a note and share a recipe. Thank you again, and we'll see you here again for a new show next week.